What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here as always on the Casa D18 Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today we're going to keep the saga going from a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away with the first of four standalones that we're going to be discussing as part of the greater saga, 2018's Solo. Starring Alden Ehrenreich, Woody Harrelson, Amelia Clark, Donald Glover, Fandy Newton, Paul Bettany, Aaron Kellyman, Ray Park, and Junis Suotamo. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again today for another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. And like I said briefly during the opening, today is going to be the first of four standalone films that we're going to discuss as part of the greater Star Wars saga. Of course, we're going to do the three trilogies, the prequel, the original, and the sequel trilogies. The Star Wars Holiday Special is going to be in there, God help us, as that does technically fall in between A New Hope and Empire. Even though Lucas and everything doesn't acknowledge it, it's still part of that saga but today we're going to get into Solo from 2018. And this is going to be the first kind of standalone picture, along with Rogue One and the two Ewok movies that we're going to be covering, that kind of really round out the saga, at least in my personal opinion, even though they're not part of the nine-chapter Skywalker saga. So let's get into it, shall we? Our movie opens on the planet of Karelia, and Han and Kira are orphans, and they're on the run trying to avoid a local game. They bribe an Imperial officer with coaxium in order to gain passage on a transport. Unfortunately, Kira is captured before she can board the ship. Han vows to return for her, to come back for her and he ends up joining the Imperial Navy as a flight cadet, with the recruiter giving him the last name, Solo. Three years later, Han is an infantryman on Mimban after being expelled from the Imperial Flight Academy for insubordination. He encounters a group of criminals posing as Imperial soldiers led by one Tobias Beckett. Han tries to blackmail Beckett into allowing him to join the gang, but Tobias has Han arrested and thrown into a pit to be fed to a Wookiee prisoner named Chewbacca. Han is able to understand the Wookiee's language, so he persuades Chewbacca to cooperate in order for them to escape. Beckett, being aware of the strength of a Wookiee, then decides, okay, let's rescue Han and Chewbacca and enlist them to join the gang in order to steal a shipment of coaxium on Vandor 1. Their theft attempt fails when Enfris Nest and the Cloud Riders arrive and hijack the shipment. The chaos leads to the destruction of the coaxium and the deaths of Beckett's wife, Val, and crewman Rio. Following the death of his wife, Beckett reveals 
that he was working for Dryden Voss, who is a high-level boss in the Crimson Dawn crime syndicate. And Dryden Voss had ordered Tobias to steal the coaxium for him. Han and Chewie offer to help Beckett steal another shipment in order to repay the debt so Dryden Voss won't have him killed. The crew travel to Voss's yacht, where Han lays his eyes on Kira. And Kira has joined the Crimson Dawn Syndicate in the time since Han left Karelia and is currently serving as Voss's top lieutenant. Han comes up with a risky plan to steal unrefined coaxium, which is very unstable, from the mines on Kessel. Dryden Voss approves of the alternative plan, but he insists that Kira goes along with the team. Kira leads the team to Lando Calrissian, a pilot and smuggler, in hopes that they can borrow his ship, the Millennium Falcon. Han challenges Lando to a game of Sabacc with Lando's ship on the line. But Lando cheats to win. However, in the process, he agrees to join the mission in exchange for a cut of the profits. Now, once they reach Kessel aboard the Falcon, Lando's droid co-pilot, L337, instigates a revolt amongst the slaves in order to create a diversion. They get the coaxium during the confusion, but L3 is fatally damaged and Lando gets wounded as well. They upload L3's navigational computer into the Falcon's operating systems and use the data within as Han pilots the ship through the dreaded Kessel Run in order to avoid an Imperial blockade. The Falcon arrives safely, although the ship is heavily damaged on the planet of Savarine. The Falcon arrives safely, although the ship is heavily damaged on the planet of Savarine in order to process and refine the coaxium. Enfys Nest arrives once again, having tracked them from Vandor 1, and Lando takes the Falcon and ditches everyone on the planet. Enfys reveals that she and the other Cloud Riders are rebels attempting to strike back at the syndicates as well as the Empire. Now, with all this information, Han kind of becomes sympathetic to her cause, and he attempts to trick Dryden Voss. Unfortunately, Beckett has already informed Voss of the potential double-cross. So Voss sends his guards to kill Enfris but the Cloud Riders are able to overpower them and leave Voss defenseless. Han then tries to take the coaxium, but Beckett betrays Voss and escapes with it, taking Chewbacca hostage in the process. Kira kills Dryden Voss and sends Han to chase down Beckett. With Han gone, Kira contacts Voss's superior, Maul the former Darth Maul, who renounced the Darth title after realizing that Sidious never cared for him. 
and Kira contacts Maul in order to inform him of the mission's failure, which Kira completely blames on Tobias Beckett, just throws him under the proverbial bus. Maul orders Kira to meet him on his home planet of Dathomir. And Han confronts Beckett and shoots him before Beckett has a chance to return fire. Kira departs on Dryden Voss's yacht, and Han and Chewie give the coaxium to Enfys Ness, who makes Han an offer to join the rebellion against the Empire. But Han declines the offer. Enfys gives a vial of coaxium to Han as a thank you, which is enough, you know, it has the value in order to get Han his own ship. And our film draws to its conclusion with Han and Chewie tracking down Lando Calrissian in order to challenge him to a rematch in Sabacc. Once again, goading Lando into putting the Millennium Falcon on the line. And with Han staking his coaxium vial. This time, though, Han is able to win. After stealing Lando's hidden card that he used to cheat his way to victory the first time, thus making it a fair game. Han and Chewie take the Falcon and head off to Tatooine in order to find a crime lord that Beckett was talking about earlier on in the film who was putting together a big, profitable job as our film comes to its end. Okay, just like the other movies that I've done, I'm going to try and be 100% fair here. Personally, personally, I don't think that the solo film needed to be made. I don't. Maybe it's just me out here in movie land, but... I have a really hard time, and I know it's a silly gripe, but I have a really hard time when an established character is recast. I look at Han Solo when I see Harrison Ford. Now, granted, Harrison Ford is up there in years. He's in his 70s, I believe. So trying to do a film about Han Solo that falls into the timeline just before A New Hope with Harrison Ford is completely out of the question for the most part. And thus they use de-aging techniques like they did on Robert Downey Jr. in the Avengers films, in Captain America Civil War. They use that type of technology, but to try to use that for an entire film I feel would be kind of weird. Same with Lando Calrissian. I see Lando Calrissian, I think Billy D. Williams. These characters are so well established that you immediately see a person in the role and you can't see anybody else. It might have been different if this was a reboot and then they were recasting but it's 
it's essentially the continuation of a story because the events in this film take place prior to A New Hope. So it's part of the same timeline, the same story. And I've just always had kind of an issue with that. So there's that. Then there's the Han and Kira romance, which, don't get me wrong, Han's a playboy. So whatever. But as physically attached and as ready to die for Kira as he seems in this film, and then the minute we see him in A New Hope, he's beginning to fall in love for Leia. But you were just willing to die for this chick. Now all of a sudden you're infatuated with Leia. Okay. Now, The Return of Darth Maul, loved. Darth Maul was easily one of my favorite characters in the prequel trilogy. I think he kind of went out like a sucker getting chopped in half by Obi-Wan Kenobi. But I loved his look. I loved the double-bladed saber. Even though he only appears in this as a hologram projection, you know, communicating throughout the galaxy, just to see him in that makeup again, I loved that. Woody Harrelson, I enjoyed as Tobias Beckett. And Aaron Kellyman, you know, Enfys Nest, who just had a huge role in the Falcon and the Winter Soldier as the leader of the Flag Smashers. You know, as soon as she took her mask off in the movie, I immediately recognized her. Now, I had seen this a couple times prior to watching it to review it. But when I was watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier each week, I didn't make the connection. It had been too long since I had seen Solo. But as soon as she took the mask off in here and revealed her face, I was like, ooh, okay, I know you now. And if you think about it, her character and both things are really the same. The difference is, is that in this, in Solo, she's on the side of the rebels. She's on the good side. In Falcon and the Winter Soldier, she's a rebel as well, but it's a bad rebel. She's an anarchist. You know, she's trying to cause chaos. She still feels she's fighting a noble fight, but it's the equivalent in Falcon and the Winter Soldier of her being on the side of the Empire and thinking she's fighting a noble fight. Um, I do like some of the cinematography in this film. The imagery, I think, is really nice. The storytelling overall isn't bad. You know, it answers some questions that kind of get brought up in Empire and Jedi. How Han meets Lando. How Han meets Chewie. How Han obtains the Falcon. We kind of get to see all those things in this film. We get to see the Kessel Run, which, you know, 
he discusses with Obi-Wan and Luke there on Tatooine. The big profitable job he's going to Tatooine for clearly is the job with Jabba that he mentions in the docking bay there in Mos Eisley. You know, he dumped his shipment. Even I get boarded sometimes. Make it up to you, plus a little bit extra. So this job that he's going to find on Tatooine is very clearly going to be that job. So there are a lot of seeds that get touched upon further down the story that they threw into this to kind of round out and flush out the character that I do enjoy. I just really, at the end of the day, don't feel this film needed to be made in the first place. And it's with that in mind that fairly, I'm going to give it three out of five stars. You know, it's good for what it is. But did it really need to exist in the grand scheme of things? No. Not in my opinion, at least. What do you guys think? Those of you that are watching the premiere, comment over here. Let me know what you think. Those of you guys that are watching it on demand, leave your thoughts down here. Let me know what you think. But three out of five stars is my official vote and ranking for Solo. Make sure you get out there on social media. Get those hashtags trending for me. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And, of course, the ever-popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Don't forget to get out there. Do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network for all your official merchandise for the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood, your renegade J.J. Williams shirt, Dad's Not Always on Wrestling, Stat Boy Approved, Stat Boy Sports Bar. Get you your official shirts for the Jeff Meacham Network. Three different designs of the Jeff Meacham Network logo shirt to choose from. Talk Wrestling, Meachamania, and so much more. Tomorrow, right back here on the Casa D18 Studios channel, when I will be bringing you yet another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. Make sure you tune in as I bring you yet another standalone film in the bigger Star Wars saga, 2016's Rogue One, starring Felicity Jones, Diego Luna, Ben Mendelsohn, Donnie Yen, Mads Mikkelsen, Alan Tudyuk, Forrest Whitaker, Jimmy Smits, Genevieve O'Reilly, Anthony Daniels, and James Earl Jones. You're definitely not going to want to miss that star-studded standalone film in the Star Wars saga right here tomorrow on Renegades Reviews. Once again, thank you to each and every one of you guys that have been viewing. If you've been watching the premiere, commenting over here, thank you very much. I greatly appreciate you guys. If you're watching it on demand, leaving your comments down here, thank you very much. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate each and every one of my loyal fans that tune in every day, continuing to view these movie reviews. You guys are doing me a huge service 
allowing me to get this creative, you know, juices flowing and doing these shows. So I appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you guys for watching. I will see you guys next time. And may the force be with you.